Hey NAI football fans, Corey Thorpe here with another edition of the NAIF Ball Podcast, powered by AdCraft USA, your custom apparel, merch, and uniform experts. Our friends at AdCraft have been with us for many years now. They've run web stores for us multiple times. These guys are NAI fans and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. AdCraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything from hosting the store online, shipping the product, and helping your customers so you can get back to the game. Find them online at adcraftusa.com. All right, guys, tonight we go back to the sun. We had on a couple weeks ago St. Thomas's head coach, and now we head just north of St. Thomas to West Palm Beach with Kaiser head coach Doug Sosha. Coach, how you doing tonight? I'm great, man. I appreciate you having us on here tonight. Hey, not a problem. I know St. Thomas had said a couple weeks ago that they were jumping right into spring ball. When does when does y'all spring ball start? So we were scheduled yesterday, and um, you know, obviously, like in typical South Florida fashion, uh, we got lightning that came out of nowhere. You know, right at the time when we were supposed to take the field. So some of these afternoon storms that come in, they've come a little bit early. So uh, we're kicking off tomorrow. That's vintage Florida right there. I'm not even going to lie. No doubt. So looking at your setup from a year ago and going back through your schedule, one thing that really stands out to me uh, of this Kaiser team is the way that y'all ground through adversity. It seems that maybe this year it was a little, the, the road was a little tougher for you y'all than in previous seasons just talk about your team's ability to bounce back from adversity over the past season yeah I think it was you know I think they did a great job of you know adjusting and it was a process and you know you know whether it was a quarterback um you know instability at that position or inconsistency um you know inconsistency with some injuries and some different things but our team certainly did a great job and you know everyone had to deal with coming off of COVID and getting to what you know, you'd think is more normal, but, uh, you know, I think our team did a good job and we got ourselves in position at the end of the season to play better and to get us, get ourselves in the playoffs. And, you know, so I was proud of that. I think it'll, it'll, it's going to carry on with some dividends here as we move into the future. No doubt. You talked about that quarterback instability. <clears throat> uh, you start off the year, um, with, with Jack Strauss taking your snaps and, and you, make your way through through Shea Spencer, who takes some snaps, and, and you finally kind of settle on Jonathan Mosley. Talk to me uh, about the process of, of going through and, and finding the right guy to replace um, Matthews. Yeah, and that's, that's really what it, what it is. And it's, you know, you just got to, you know, find the right guy for your system. And, you know, we got ourselves through summer, got into spring or got into training camp rather in, in August. And, you know, these guys kind of battled and, you know, um, you know, John Mosley was a late comer to our program. He really joined us on August 1st, you know, and, and I think if he would have joined us in June, you know, like um, some of the other guys in the summer, he would have had, uh, you know, tremendous amount of, uh, of growth, you know, and, and so it ended up, obviously we had some inconsistencies and, you know, Jack was the starter and then, you know, we went to Shea and then Shea, you know, kind of got knocked out of, uh, you know, commission against Southeastern and then, we decided, Hey, next week we're going with John, you know, we just, you know, we want to give this guy a shot and he really did a good job. And we started, you know, really clicking and, and the, the team rallied around him. 
Um, you know, and, and Shea came in in the last game against Lindsey Wilson and really was productive. And both those guys, they, they, they know our offense. Um, they fit our system. And, and I think it's going to be some really good, healthy competition as we get into spring. And we talked yesterday about how we're going to get up these reps and who's going to be with the, with the first team, who's going to be with the second team. And it's really going to be a day-by-day competition and who can be the best, you know, um, you know, most productive guy each day. And the guy, the, the guy that wins out is going to win the, 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 the reps for the next day. So it's a day-to-day competition. That's, that's always the most fun way to, to do it, see who's going who's gonna to come out ahead. Um, offensively, you've got quite a few folks coming back, whether it be Mosley or Patterson or, or Shea, uh, Shea Spencer. Sorry, Shea um, Spencer will be back in Mosley. Yeah. Those guys are going to battle it out here in the spring. Yep. Uh, you've got two all-conference linemen uh, coming back. You've got Marcus Burgess back for another season. Um, talk to me about getting better offensively and um, finding that identity. Yeah, I mean, I, I think at the – at the foundation of our program, we want to be a tough physical football team. And if you look at our last game against Lindsey Wilson, we were not the toughest, most physical team on the field. And, and we, we've taken that personal and, you know, we, we've got a, a great running back who's, who's tough and physical and this can continue to improve. And, you know, we've got uh, this line of scrimmage that has to, you know, improve and there's some youth and there's some guys coming back and, you know, it's really about our off season. It's really got to be a mindset and a mentality and how we approach it. And even on the perimeter, you know, we've got some playmakers that can make plays with the ball, but we're challenging those, those guys to be tougher and, and, and to evaluate themselves when they don't have the ball. And that, that's one of our big focuses. So, you know, I think, you know, the, the quarterback situation is going to play itself out. It's going to be a competition probably down to the wire. Um, obviously we've got an all American running back coming back who really helps with, you know, with what we do. And uh, you know, Jalen Arnold is back. Um, those receivers, there's gonna be a lot of competition. We've got some newcomers coming in. Um, so I expect us to be, you know, better and, and, you know, but we've got to start in the spring, just really adjusting our mindset and being and trying to be the most physical, toughest football team on the field. And, uh, certainly our schedule, and we can talk about that a little bit, is going to be a good one. That it is. I am definitely am looking forward to your schedule this year. Defensively, you lose a big piece up front with Victor Alvarez Jr., um, you know, a, a guy who created chaos along the offense, yeah. along the line of scrimmage. Uh, but you do bring back a lot of folks uh, along uh, your defensive uh, front seven there, whether it be uh, Alessandro Cantillo, uh, Byron Fraley, or in your backfield with Sage Chen Young. Uh, I feel like I've been saying his name for like six or seven years now. Yeah. I mean, he was great as a freshman and has just continued to improve. Or whether it be Wesley Scott or Wendell Filord. Talk to me about your defense and continuing to grow and become more disruptive. Yeah, I think obviously we're going to miss Victor, but uh, you know we've got some guys coming back that we're really high on. And obviously Kentio has been with us since day one. Cam Allen's a guy who's coming off of his best uh, season in, in his time with us and, and yeah, I expect him to be even better because he's going to be in better shape than he's ever been um, and obviously Byron Fraley you know wants to be that middle linebacker he's got to be the quarterback of the defense he's got to take control of that Wendell Feelord makes things happen in the back end and obviously Sage Chen Young so you know we've got some pieces at all three levels that really you know make it happen and then obviously there's gonna be a lot of competition you know Wesley Scott's a guy that's versatile Jalen Willis is a younger guy that we're really high on 
uh, JT Black on the defensive line. And, uh, you know, we've got some newcomers coming in as well. So should be uh, some really good battle. And, uh, you know, we made a transition with our defensive coordinator spot and I expect us to be uh, a lot better on defense. Let's talk about that schedule real quick. Um, you know, I, I noticed that, you know, y'all didn't sign up to, to play Lindsey Wilson for a fourth time in three years. Uh, had about had about enough of them, and uh, they probably hadn't bad enough of y'all. But it's definitely a um, one that is is a very challenging schedule as the Sun splits back off into its own conference. Um, one that I've got circled on my calendar uh, that I'll be able to get up to. Um, Lord willing, is the Valdosta State game going and playing at Valdosta? Uh, at uh, you know going to play in a team who was a national champion uh, two years ago uh, is is going to be a challenge for y'all. Talk about that schedule and uh, how you're building that out with a new conference. Yeah, so obviously we've got our conference. You know we've split, so you know we're going to end up playing Warner twice, and you know there was other options to play another team twice, but I, I don't think that helps us in the big picture of, of developing a program and developing you know, reputation here in the South and, you know, Bill Reichel and I have talked about that and, and scheduling has been, you know, a bit of a, a challenge for us. And, you know, so, but I've always wanted to challenge our football team to be the best that they can be and, um, you know, schedule to be challenged. And, and certainly we're going to be challenged. You know, we're going to go to Valdosta state who is uh, coming off of a, a national championship appearance. Obviously we know all about those guys. Mississippi college is another D2 school. I've actually got a third D2 school I won't disclose right now because the contract's not signed. Um, but we want our football team to be challenged. We're going to be challenged, and it should definitely keep the focus of our team uh, as we head into uh, you know conference play. There's definitely not any let-up on that schedule. I mean, you there, whether it's Mississippi College of Valdosta State or whether it's uh, Southeastern or, or St. Thomas, it, it, there is no yeah. let-up on this schedule, and that makes that, – that, makes me really excited to watch uh talk a little more about splitting off the the sun and um getting back to your your conference the way that uh it was a few years ago before joining the mid-south yeah so obviously we've got our teams here in uh in the sunshine state and you know that's uh i think it's going to be a, a conference that is going to really grow and develop um into being really good because there's a lot of talent you know you got florida memorial down there in miami that is um you know just you know, trying to get, make their way through it. But there's obviously they're in a talent rich area that really started football at the, at when COVID hit. So they were, you know, I wouldn't even count that year. So I think they're still like a second year program. St. Thomas has made tremendous strides, very talented football team. Coach Reichel has done a great job. They're building, building facilities that are going to really attract players that are going to want to be there. Um, obviously Ave Maria, they're a scrappy, good team. You know, you got Southeastern, Warner, Weber, up there. Um, hopefully I didn't leave anybody out. Um, but, uh, I, I feel like our, our conference is, is gotta be something that, you know, is going to, you know, make some push here on a national prominence, you know, and I, the way I look at it, you know, the way, if we all just continue to build this thing the right way, you know, you look at the national, the landscape of college football and you think of the sec, you know, the sun division, we've got to get there. There's, there's a lot of talent in the state. We've got to get the right talent in these programs and, you know, we want to be a pro, uh, a division in a conference that, you know, sends a conference champion and an at-large to the playoffs because we want to be that competitive. And I think 
our commissioner, Dustin Wilkie, is that committed to getting this thing done. And then in 2023, and, and no, you did not leave anyone out, but um, in 2023, you add Thomas to that already loaded conference as well, uh, doing some interesting things in South Georgia. Um, so you are entering your, your fifth season as the head coach of Kaiser. Um, and so interested to pick your brain a little bit about kind of building a second generation team where you're starting to run out of players who were there at the beginning that were your foundational players. Talk to me about building that second generation and using that as, as a means to grow your culture. Yeah, I mean, we talk about it all the time, and, and, and I've got a group of guys that I meet with. And, and if you looked at it, it's a cross-section of our roster. And it's, it's, you, know, you, you look in there, and there's Alessandro Cantillo. There's, there's Sage Chen Young, who came to our program day one, no facilities, no season, had a practice season. Now we've already played four seasons. And then you look at guys like Byron Fraley, who've been around for a couple years. And, and then you look at guys like Jalen Willis, um, you know, Wendell Feelord. Um, Hunter Vanderpool, they're, they're the new generation, you know, guys on our roster. So it's kind of like, you know, the, the handing over the torch to those guys. And, you know, we just, we've got, we've had a lot of consistency, you know, with, with how we want to build this thing. We challenge our guys on a daily basis that we're looking for leaders and we're not looking for guys that just want to lead by example. We're looking for guys that are going to hold their teammates accountable, that are going to call guys out when things aren't right. And, and, and we're, we're, we're making strides with that every day. So it, it's definitely, there is a transition, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we love having Sage around and Cantillo and Cam Allen and, you know, some of these guys that have been there for, you know, day one and Marquise Burgess really came in for our first season has been a starter ever since 2018. Um, but, you know, you're, you're going to see more and more faces, you know, new, and new names that are really going to be the, the, like you said, the second generation of, uh, of our football program and our roster. One thing that strikes me about, about Kaiser, and I know the, the football program is, is one of the newer sports. I know, um, you know, flag is obviously even newer, but, you know, uh, creating that alumni base is, is something that's going to be creating itself within the next five or so years as you get more and more players through your program. But Kaiser does have a wide alumni base outside of, uh, just your football program or just your athletic program. So my question to you is how does Kaiser, how do you and your athletic department connect with those alumni and those fans uh, to create ongoing support for Kaiser athletics, both on and off the field? So I think, you know, one of the most unique things about Kaiser is, yeah, we're, we're down in West Palm Beach and we're the Kaiser flagship program, but Kaiser is seen throughout the state. And there's, there's nearly 20,000 current students. There's thousands of alumni. Um, there, there's the 21 plus campuses. Um, you know, so there, there's a strong foundation and, and Kaiser has been around for a long time and, and they obviously know how to do education and athletics is relatively new. Obviously football is relatively new. Um, so, you know, we've got great fan support and I think it comes down to, you know, where fans want to be part of a winner. And I think the, the reason, we're, we're, we're winning is obviously we've got talented players, but we've got great alignment and there's great administrative support. I'm talking from the, the, uh, the office of the chancellor's office on down 
you know, through our athletic administration to our football program. And just, there's great alignment and commitment to, to uh, what we're doing. And, and just, there's a good um, family atmosphere. There's a good team atmosphere on our campus. You know, we're, we're breaking ground for a multi-million dollar complex for a, a swimming pool here soon. And, you know, our football coaches will be there in support of that. And, um, you know, just we've got, and then obviously the alumni from our football program is starting to grow and, you know, and, and, and guys are starting to get jobs and guys are going to, you know, we've got some, several guys that are going to run for some NFL scouts. So at some point we're going to have guys that are going to have opportunities to play in the NFL. So it's all starting to come together. And it really it started with a vision back in 2017 when this thing started. And, you know, I just think there's just great alignment. And I think that just helps everything go. And there's great spirit in, uh, you know, in being Kaiser Blue. Absolutely. Well, Coach, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Look forward to watching the sun, and hopefully we'll get to catch y'all in person, like I said, up in Georgia uh, in September. So thanks again for coming on the show. You got it. Look forward to seeing you there. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the NAIF Ball Podcast presented by AdCraft USA. Be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel, merch, and uniform needs. Thanks also to Mommy Bay Turf and Turf Nation, as well as Leading Edge Fundraising for their support of the podcast. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast as well as to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. As always, if you'd like to support what we do, head over to patreon.com slash n-a-i-a-f-b-a-l-l and become a patron. We can't do what we do without our sponsors and listeners like you.